Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gambit Podcast, a weekly Grand Arena and Territory Wars-focused podcast. Uh, I'm I'm Solo Base Fifteen. I'm here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Solo. Thanks. I didn't have to spend much time on territory battles today. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it was nice running two accounts and being done in about ten minutes because couldn't advance past wave one. I know, I know. My alt did his attacks, and I was done. Like in the, yeah. I, I think I was saying, I like I started a sentence talking to you while I was doing it, and like <laughs> I wasn't done with the sentence yet by the time my alt got blown off the table. So it's kind of sounds fun. about yeah, sounds about right. Uh, though you and I both hold distinctions of I'm the only special mission completed in the guild, and you used the same exact team, and you got the furthest in a combat mission in the guild. So at least there is that. That's true. Yeah, I know. Um, Three out of four is huge. It's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad, but it is. (laughs) Seriously. I know. It's it's a little bit ridiculous. I know I have five total waves completed, and I'm the top in the guild right now. (laughs) But don't... Yeah. Um, But since this is a territory... Well... A Grand Arena podcast. Let's talk about how this new TB is going to affect Grand Arena. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a few implications other than people getting the Kieti Mundi um, kit eventually, which it's in question now if anyone's actually going to be able to complete the mission. But, um, yeah, I, I know that you had some thoughts on it. Why don't you elaborate a little bit? Well, so the team that you got through three waves with and the team that I completed the special mission with is the Padme team with three PO is the fifth. Now, we've already started to see that team pop up at Relic level seven because of fleet and because uh GAS killer, it is um, a Darth Revan killer, but I would fully expect anyone that did not have that team at R7 before is going to have that team at R7 now. So we'll talk a little bit about how to mod that team later. Um, But with Padme becoming R7 and that entire team just becoming R7, how do you think you'll use it on our uh, in Grand Arena? Is are you going to change the way you're using Padme, or are you going to do something different? Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, honestly, I I think I I really like the Padme team as um you know what what I'm doing with them right now. Um, I'll, I'll definitely have her. I've been working on relics for that team anyways. So um, I don't know that that team is probably going to just stay where it's at. Honestly, uh, you know, I'll continue working on it. But like as I add more relics to it, I think the one awesome thing about having Padme worked up is it's inc- I'm increasingly more confident that I can take on Darth Revan teams. And as people start making the transition to using their uh, General Skywalker teams instead of Darth Revan in Arena, We'll start seeing Darth Revan on defense more, so it'll be nice to have a non-Darth Revan team to be able to counter those. Yeah, I I, uh, completely agree with that. 
I know you're trying to use the GAS counter of CLS. I'm currently using my seven star GAS counter with Padme. Um, so it's not going to change anything for me because those relics were being put on anyway, which is why I probably had success in the special mission, just because this team is built to defeat a seven star <laughs> general Skywalker. Um, so I'm going to use it the same as well. One thing we probably should talk about is people are going to put this Padme team on defense. And at this point in time, I, I would say you basically have to keep your uh, Darth Revan available if you see one of these Padme teams put on defense because they're going to be all R7, you know, a simple Sith trio at G12 plus 5 isn't going to do anything against them. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, you know, I, you know, it'd be nice if we could get the Sith trio up a few relic levels and everything, but at gear 12 plus 5, I'm I'm skeptical. <laughs> you know. Yeah, my my gear 12 plus 5 uh Treya team right now struggles against really strong geo teams, so against a fully reliced uh fully reliced Padme team, I, yeah, I, you could you could do it with the right RNG, but um, I, I wouldn't count on it for sure. I, I've tried it a few times in Arena, actually, just because there's so many Padme teams out there uh, with really high relics now. Um, I've tried it a couple times, and my Treya team does win that match sometimes, like maybe 50%, but that's not something you want to count on by any stretch, so... Right. I'm looking for sure things. Um, you mentioned it earlier. We have the Kiati Mundi kit came out. Uh, why don't you talk us through your thoughts on this kit and if we're ever going to see one? Sure. Well, um, you know, I now I'm struggling to remember all the different details, but I remember when I read it, like it's, it's definitely got a lot of really interesting things aspects to it that buffs the entire team like in a lot of ways he's like r2d2 and he buffs the entire team he's like almost he's almost like a second leader on the squad without actually filling the leadership slot so uh, that's nice i know that um in in previous games that i've played where you have a character that makes other characters who aren't necessarily that good um you know better or actually viable you call them a turd polisher and that's absolutely what he is like you start wanting to take other characters who are kind of no names and um you know i know that i've pe i've heard people say things like they want to take qui-gon jinn uh you know as the the lead and you know luminara or you know all these all these jedi that i haven't really even like thought about their kits like did you know that luminara actually has a zeta you know, <laughs> I um, did because I considered it one of the most useless Zetas in the game at one point. She actually had um, her Zeta was one of the first added to the game when they first added the old school Kylo and the Vader. Lumi got uh, Lumi got a Zeta at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've never paid attention to it, but now suddenly. Uh, like I'm going to have to actually look and see if it's any good. So, you know, Kieti Mundi looks pretty interesting. He's got the double stances. Both of the stances are pretty substantial. Um, substantial. 
Got to sneak one of those in every episode here. <laughs> uh, so got that over with. Um, uh, yeah, I, both of his stances, though, are pretty good. Like the first one, the first one I read, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably just will keep it on that stance. And then I read the other one. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll keep it on that stance. But <laughs> the, uh, the old TLS conundrum. Do you keep the heavy tenacity encounters or do you have them hit harder and avoid taunt? You know, on my alt, I just keep it on the hitting harder and ignore taunt because I don't have the Zeta on the other one. Ah. So, so it's a matter of Zetas for that. Uh, I don't know what Kiati Mundi's Zeta is. It does something cool. but uh, I, I'm really excited about him. He looks really interesting. It looks like he activates a squad that will probably not be meta, but it looks like it will be decent in in Grand Arena. And, I mean, probably inevitably he'll just end up on some meta team and we'll have to break down one of our old meta teams and make it weaker just to accommodate him instead of just, like, adding an extra team as we yeah. all want. But either way, like, he... He seems like a really good character. So, and he's a support. Like he's adding all these different things without necessarily uh, like he doesn't have to be seven stars to be really good. Right, and um, it's it honestly is the buffs that he's giving out that uh, I think is what makes him so fantastic. And he's going to make Barris one of the uh, best <laughs> best uh, tunes in the game. Yeah, I just pulled up his stat sheet. Let's see here. Um, so he's doing... Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so the healer rolls have an additional offense equal to 10% of their max health, which is the thing you're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that'll be pretty cool. I, I guess I just question, like... You know, everyone uses that uh, that thing whenever we get double drops. They're like, remember, two times zero is still zero. Um, you know, it, just because they don't they don't like their RNG or whatever. But um, <laughs> my question is like, it, so so ten percent of her max health is going to be a huge amount. She can get up to one hundred fifty k health, um, which is enormous. So. You know, 10% of that is, is pretty substantial. She's going to have a lot of offense on her numbers. I just question whether that is actually going to do, you know, monster damage like like it seems like it should. Right. Yeah, it's, well, in about a year, we'll find out. <laughs> That's true. I know, I know. I see, I see people putting relics on characters now that I'm like, really? You're going to put relics on Plo just because you think he's going to be great with this team? Like, yeah, and and let's be honest. The way this territory battle is going, if we see one shard at a time of Kiatamundi, I'd be shocked. Okay, so all this talk about uh, Kiati, and let's talk about the realisticness of all the preparation that we've seen really probably won't amount to much because the way Territory Battles is going so far, his special mission starts on day three, and uh, there's no way we're going to be able to clear it. <laughs> I mean, we can barely clear 
one or two waves of a combat mission in day one, how are we supposed to clear, you know, however many waves are going on to get him? So, when do you think we actually see the first one of these? That's a great question. Um, you know, if if all of the missions actually turn out to be as uh, as difficult as they this one, um, I I have no idea. Like, we'll need more relic levels. I I really don't think we're gonna actually be able to beat the mission unless they somehow make it easier. But um, there there is also the possibility that they're going to make the next the subsequent days easier i mean i know that a lot of people are saying that it's going to get harder and it's hard to deny that uh, given the history of things but um you know i i think that that's also a possibility that maybe day two will be easier like like if it was as if it was day three and then day three will be easier as if it was day two and day four will be the easiest of all yeah well I will say the one thing that we don't have now that we will on day three is um, platoons. Uh, you know, we'll fill some platoons on day two that affect that mission. We will fill two out of the six platoons on day three that will affect that mission. Um, because the, the other four platoons that affect that mission... Uh, require seven star general Anakin, which we just don't have. But I, I can't imagine the difficulty getting that much easier. And on the forums, they've officially said that. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up fairly quickly. But they've officially said, essentially, uh, this is working as intended when it's talking about difficulty. Yeah. Did they say that on the actual forums? I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, this is a screenshot that I have. So I, I was too lazy to actually look in the forums because there's about a million posts on the subject. But it's uh, somebody wrote, I have one question and you don't have to elaborate or explain anything. A simple yes or no will do. Could you please answer, is this light side territory battle working as intended? And the answer was 100% yes. This is working as intended. Uh, right. So, I mean, we'll see how the difficulty gets, but I am not extremely hopeful. I just think, I, I don't know, I, it's just me being an optimist for once, um, that I, I, I wonder if, you know, it's they're trying for a, a different level of kind of realism with the... With the uh, territory battles and they're making it so that um you can actually take you know it, it's like the the first parts of geonosis did not go well for the light side and the That's end true. part the end part actually like it was them just kind of sweeping the table like they were just trying to take out all their ships you know trying to do as much damage as they possibly could right away and um i don't know that that might be that might be what was what what they're trying for here. So, you know, again, just me being optimistic, and we'll get, we'll get the answer in in like twenty four hours. So right, yes. Well, if we can get enough stars to advance, but that's a completely different <laughs> issue. 
That's true. I would actually, I think it would be pretty interesting if the difficulty gets easier throughout the the territory battle. Like that, that would actually be really interesting to me. So it's like, okay, we have to find a way to make sure we can get the first two stars. And then after that, if things get easier as we go along, I've, I don't know. It'd be interesting to me. It'd be cool. So we'll uh, see. It'd be interesting. As the guy that runs it, I'm not... I would just prefer easy. <laughs> You're right. Uh, simple. Simple would yes. be nice. Simple would be very nice. But uh, that's Territory Battles. Um, we're here for Grand Arena. So let's talk a little bit about actual Grand Arena at this point. Uh, how'd you do with your main account this week? This week? Uh, it went well. I think at the... During the podcast last time, uh, I was talking about, I was trying to recover. We all were um, from my meltdown against General Skywalker. And, um, you know, that that was that was a pretty rough match. Uh, I just didn't do any good against that team. It was pretty futile. But uh, I, was, I was gifted in a way uh, with the opportunity to redeem myself in the subsequent round. Um, well, actually, the subsequent round didn't have a relic seven general skywalker but the one after that did and i was able to beat them pretty soundly so um you know that was nice uh, to be able to get that done you know i feel like i'm no longer on the uh, defensive i can actually take that team out i might have to two shot it that's what i did last time but i am working on relics to be able to uh, beat that team consistently on in one shot so once my padme counter is done then my commander luke's uh counter will start and we'll start doing that um and on the, another positive note i've won enough now i'm, I'm at nine and one uh, without counting the current match which i won't give spoilers for because that video will come out sometime tomorrow i hope or maybe the day after um but uh you know nine and one as of right now so uh i did make kyber after my defenses were deployed and so um just good to go now one more match to go i've already done my attacks for the current match and uh, looking forward to it how'd you do solo I, I think last time we we're on i was you know i tied and got the loss <laughs> and that was awful um so i am seven and four overall right now surprisingly i still I'm going to make Kyber. Um, I need 1,100 points to make Kyber on my main account, so I just need to place defenses and, you know, clear two zones, which if I can't do that, I'm just quitting the game. Uh, I don't know if I can say I'm proud <laughs> that I'm making Kyber. I think if I win the championship uh, this round, so I finish 8-4, and four, I think I'll be okay with it because I, I just missed Kyber going nine and three last time. So, but if I go two and one in this last kind of pod, I, you know, I'm not even using the Kyber tag because it just feels cheap. So it's, it's getting easy to make Kyber. I, I think in our guild now, I just kind of briefly looked, it looks like there's at least 15 people on pace to make Kyber out of our guild. Um, I should not be making Kyber on this this account, but I am. So 
I'll take the rewards. I'm not going to complain with the rewards that you get from making Kyber. Uh, I'll probably wait on using the tag until, you know, I go at least 10 and 2 or better. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I think 9 and 3 is also a pretty good, you know, reward and or record, rather. Um, and what's frustrating to me, I think that actually if you win the next one, you should be at 9 and 3 because... You got that draw, which counts as a loss. Right. That stupid tie. Stupid tiebreaker rules. <laughs> yeah, which we've already ranted about. But, um, you know, I think I think that we'll see. But, you know, it's, it's noble of you to want to not use the tag. But I don't know. If, if you win the next one convincingly, I don't, I don't see what the problem is, personally. But. I guess, I guess, you know, if people want to chime in in our Discord and tell us what they think, um, you know, if you go, if you have a worse record than nine and three, but still make Kyber, have you actually earned it or not? I'm curious to know what you guys think. Join our, join our Discord. It's in the video or it's in the podcast description below. You can find the link to that um, or in either of our YouTube videos, which we'll talk about how to get to in a little bit. Yes. Um, so it brings us to the next question, which is podcast question, um, which, you know, kind of great segue from the discord, uh, since we usually collect the podcast questions on our discord. So if you have a question, you can go there to ask, we didn't get a podcast question for this week, but one thing I want to talk about a little, cause I've had multiple people ask me about counters specifically it's actually the general grievous counter and they can't figure out why their jedi knight revan is no longer countering the general grievous teams um then i asked them to show me the jedi knight revan team and show me the general grievous team and they have you know a grandmaster yoda that's relic level three and everybody else is g12 and the grievous team is relic level three <laughs> or higher with a Relic level seven Grievous. Uh, so, Zareth, when you're talking about counters with people, what do you start considering when it comes now that we have relics? Uh, you know, it's a tricky thing. It's a bit tricky equation because obviously you want to be able to, um, you need to be able to beat these same teams with with the teams that you've developed and having characters at gear 12 plus five is still a pretty high gear level, all things considered. Um, you know, you're only one piece away from being able to be gear 13 and put relics on them. And yet sometimes that gap is pretty huge. Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a big rule of thumb. Um, one thing to keep in mind though, is that relics don't actually change the rules. They don't change the mechanics. If you have a good matchup before, probably going to still have a good matchup the the guys that you're facing are still going to are just going to do, be doing more damage um you know and i have a video on this uh that i can link in the description here but uh basically i, I showed one of my uh gear 12 treya teams uh trying to face down a, a relic 7 maxed out uh padme team and you know we, we talked about that a little bit earlier even um but the the fact is my uh, like my my padme team or rather sorry my treya team is 
still able to beat these really high level Padme teams. It's just if the Padme team kind of shakes loose from all my control aspects, uh, the Padme team is going to probably just punch a hole through my squad where they normally wouldn't have been able to previously. So, you know, keep in mind that if you have a good matchup, it's, it's still good. The mechanics are still in your favor. You just uh, have to be a little more careful. You have to be a little, uh, have, have a little bit more control. Uh, you know, think of it in terms of like, if you have a gear seven squad with all their Zetas and all the abilities, and you're trying to face down a gear 12 squad full of like really bad Jedi or something, you may have the advantage in kits, but there's just no way you're actually going to win just because of the huge gear difference. And, and relics are very similar in that regard. Um, you have to kind of take things uh, on a case-by-case -case basis, in my estimation. Uh, what, what about you, Solo? Like, what's what are things that you're looking at? Uh, you know, I, uh, we generally agree about most things. but one, And I generally agree with everything you said. The one thing I will say is when you're looking at the kits, two things you really have to look at is damage numbers and health on the opponent. Because look at the um, Treya versus Geos at this point. You know, we've, we've started to see a bunch of people that get an R4 or higher spy, and Treya works great. And every time, you know, my bugs get a defense, they're basically down in the red health when they got the kill, but it's because when there were G12, the Geo Spy wasn't doing enough damage to actually one-shot Annihilus or one-shot a Scion. Uh, once they get R4, you know, you have to start worrying that Spy is going to get one turn and take out Scion. So, I agree with you completely that mechanics are mechanics, but you really do have to pay attention to the damage numbers and can your tune survive one hit? Because when you start getting up past Relic level 5, sometimes that's all you're going to get is one hit and then you're dead. So, you know, it, it shouldn't be a surprise if your team gets knocked out of the usual counter if you're not even G13 and your opponent has multiple multiple relics on them I well and that that's absolutely true um you know and and just as an example to kind of uh you know show show the practical side of this uh you know you, you mentioned general grievous and people are just putting crazy relics on him and that's no surprise you know he already hit hit hard with relics he hits harder i can wipe your entire team and, you know, you and I both pretty early on recognized that we needed to upgrade our Jedi Revan squad, which is the one that we have traditionally used to uh, counter that team. And even though we're kind of moving past that at this point, um, you know, the first thing we did was put Relic 4 on Jolie. And, you know, that saved my butt a few different times uh, in the past, <laughs> um, you know, just because... Uh, Grievous will do his AoE, and I haven't killed his whole team yet, and he'll kill my entire team, except for Jolie, who's ridiculously resilient to Relic 4, and then Jolie will just kind of stare at him, maybe he'll take a couple extra turns as well, <laughs> and then he'll revive <laughs> the entire team, and Grievous will be gone. Um, 
but you know being able to recognize those problem areas i mean there are too many to list in just this podcast but that's just something to be thinking about like what what things what are the linchpin characters in a squad you know what characters can you afford to leave at gear 12 and what characters do you need to bring to you know certain relic levels like my grandmaster yoda is at relic three he hits like a truck probably don't need more relic levels at this point to counter general grievous so uh just stuff to think about definitely and this also brings up that relics will also bring out new counters to the same teams so with um you know i i, I mentioned geos when we're doing counter of the week on this podcast i think we did three straight weeks of three different geo counters um and that's because relics started to give you different counters same thing with general grievous um you know now i can't tell you the last time i used jedi at revan against grievous to counter him just because with relics i've been able to use uh sith trio with palp i've used darth revan i've used a bunch of different teams that have opened up that weren't previously available because of relics so it's not all bad on the relic front um you know, the, these relics are doing good stuff for on, us on offense as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that relics, uh, in a lot of ways, are intended for offensive characters. Like, you can use characters on offense, you know, to better effect with all this extra damage. Like, there's so many different slots that damage can be added now. Um you know, and, and characters can get more tanky and hard to take out, like I mentioned with uh, with Jolie. But yeah, I mean, it. I think relics do add a really interesting dimension to the game. Um, it can be really frustrating though sometimes when you're facing a team that's all reliced out, and you're like, and I don't, I have to upgrade my counter. Like I can't actually, you know, I can't use Imperial Troopers against these Night Sisters because my troopers only have a couple relics. These Night Sisters have almost max relics. I have to actually, you know, escalate it to using like my Padme team. You know, it's an interesting strategy that some people are going to be adding so many relics that they're going to uh, stop certain teams from being a counter unless someone else is equally invested in them. <laughs> yeah, that's how, I mean, that's why I got three of my geos up to relic level three. Quite frankly, it's because I want you to stop being able to use Treya's undersized counter against them. And I think in the last three um, Grand Arena rounds, since I've gotten Sunfac up to R3, my Geos have either gotten a hold or stolen at least 10 banners from my opponent. So, you know, that's the fun part of it, too. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, my opponent, this match, actually, he, he had... He only had two at Relic, uh, Relic four or five or something, you know, Spy and Brood Alpha and the rest were gear 12, but that was enough. Like, I needed to take a full squad with Treya just to make sure that, you know, um, I was going to actually be able to survive. And, you know, spoiler alert, but Spy ended up one-shotting one of my characters. I won't tell you which one, and I won't <laughs> tell you whether or not I won that match, but, like... It's it's a 
it's a real threat. Now, you know, you need to get, if you get those relics up, you're at least stealing banners on defense. So, right. you know, as opposed to having just an all gear 12 geo squad, then I, I could probably take just Treya and Scion really, you know, probably take Nihilus too, but you know, it, it just, it escalates things. You don't get as many banners because the, the squad you're countering is just so much more resilient. So, uh, you know, it also depends on modding and all of that as well, which, uh, brings us in to our next segment, which is the um, mod segment. So a lot of you guys have asked about this, uh, about us adding this after we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. So uh, we're going to give our give it a whirl, see if we can actually talk about mods and not bore you guys to death. So we would appreciate feedback, of course. Um, and of course, Solo chose the most ambitious uh squad to talk about. I think probably it's been fueled because we've had a discussion on uh, modding Padme recently on our Discord. Um, a lot of people have been saying how complex it is and how there's different ways to mod it. And um, so Solo, ever uh, looking for a challenge, has decided to consign us to that fate dis- discussing Padme. Um, so I'm going to let Solo talk for a little bit about this first. So, as Zareth said, there's many different ways to mod Padme um, and this team. This is a very ambitious task for our first time having this segment. You know, I'm, I'm going to focus on kind of the, the three main characters in this, and that's Padme, uh, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Kenobi, if you can give him speed, he wants all the speed you can give him. Just use a bunch of health sets. If you have six E mods, use uh, full health primaries. If you can't get the six E mods, use the protection primaries just because it's going to make him tankier and you need him to survive. Now, I've been using Padme as my counter for three teams. One of them is a seven-star General Anakin. One of them is a uh, when Je- when people place Jedi Knight Revan on defense, which is happening more often now that I've noticed. I think three times in the pet this uh, season of Grand Arena, I've seen Jedi Knight Revan on defense, and then I also use Padme to counter CLS. Um, and I found countering all three the way to go is a fast Padme. You look at my stats. With Padme, uh, I have about 130 speed added to her. Um, my mods are a speed set and a health set because she could use a little extra health. Everyone on this team likes a little extra health. Um, for that reason, I did give her circle a 6E and made it a health uh, circle. The other two, quite frankly, the triangle and the cross I have on her are on there for speed. She's there with speed because I want her to get the protection up. Because the second she gets protection up, the rest of the team uh, can't suffer any debuffs. So no days on Ahsoka preventing her from assisting or Jedi Knight Anakin gaining his bonus turn meter. Uh, no plague if you're going up against the Night Sisters. No stun 
if you're going up against CLS. Um, so you want to get that protection up fairly quickly. Now, Ahsoka is the main kind of a sister on this one. And for her... As, as opposed to being a night sister. <laughs> correct. Though she can lead the night sisters. Apparently. Uh, never well. forget that. <laughs> Not well, but she can lead them. Um, you know, I, I have three health sets on her. And it, it's actually giving her uh, about 21,000 extra health which is quite nice. So at R7, she's got 66,000 health. So she's more than survivable. But then after that, load her up with as much offense as you can. Um, I have offense on the triangle. I have offense on the cross. I have offense, you know, the offense square is 6E because I want her hitting hard because every time she's assisting, uh, you know, She's doing that much damage. Now, you can put crit damage on the triangle here. I wouldn't use a crit damage set because you want to keep the health sets. But at this point, her crit rate at R7, I have her at 97% without even trying to get that high. I think her base is 90%. So a crit damage triangle wouldn't be a bad thing. I just... Uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of situation. Finally, with Anakin, I have three health sets on him as well because I want to give him as much health as possible under this Padme lead. Uh, for him, he's got another 20,000 bonus health. And with him, I actually modded him, even though he's a high damage dealer, and even though his uh, crit chance his base crit chance is 70%, which is kind of the dividing line between offense and crit damage. Over 70%, you, you want to be using crit damage. So you can use a crit damage triangle. I have an offense triangle just because it, it, my crit damage triangles are limited, quite frankly. But I'm actually using a potency set, or a potency not set, uh, cross on him. And the reason for the potency cross is... Because on his basic, Anakin's going to be applying healing immunity and uh, buff immunity. So he's the one that can really, in a pinch, and you need to take out a Malak, you're going to want that extra potency on him. So that's kind of the big three on this team. Zareth, you know, <laughs> anything you want to add? Uh, you know, I, I just think that... It's a really interesting dynamic with Padme. Um, she she is one of the most demanding uh, characters to be able to mod, uh, uh, not just characters but teams, because you know there's there's this debate of do you want slow Padme to be able to counter Darth Revan versus fast Padme, and um, it, you know I tend to just really like having fast characters. It's taken a really long time for me to accept having a slower nest, for instance. Um, even as I get really frustrated with really slow nests, I still really want mine to be fast for some reason. Um, you know, and, and it's similar to Padme. I think the thing that really messes with me the most, though, is uh, her stuff with General Kenobi. And, you know, Kenobi can get some pretty obscene protection uh, if you just add a bunch of protection mods. Like, you can get him way over 100,000 at this point. Like, you've been able to do that since Gear 12 was introduced. Like, he's got a lot of protection that he can be that can be added uh and 
you know, that that was typically like protection used to be the golden standard. I'd get a health mod with speed on it and I'd be like, oh, the only bad thing about this is that it's health set. Like I'd always rather have a protection one. You know, that was back way back in the day. But um, with General Kenobi, though, you know, I've traditionally just stacked protection, stack protection. And that, that was enough. That was great. That was wonderful. And so now it's it's this question of, OK, if I want to use Kenobi with like Jedi Knight Revan, still want protection. But if I want him with Padme, I now need health because of her leadership and the uh, you know different protection stacks that she's getting because the protection is pulled off of the health stat, the health pool stat. Uh, you know you get bonus protection and it's a percentage of your of your total health pool, which which is strange. But um, I, I think for me that's that's the hardest thing to wrap around is Padme just on her own with her leadership and the abilities that she gives her squad, Padme changes the entire landscape of how you mod a, a team or, or, you know, individual characters. Like I don't, I can't think of a situation that I would give Ahsoka all health mods except on Padme. Like otherwise you just want to give her the traditional like crit damage and crit chance mods. Probably. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, completely agreed. Um, and if I was modding Ahsoka for the General Skywalker team, I would mod her for a lot differently. Probably a crit damage set. Um, probably still one health set to give her some survivability. But right, yeah, she doesn't need that crit chance set. I guess you right. know you made that point on she's like at a hundred percent already. So yeah, I, I will say, and the one thing you didn't mention that's also big is. Um, you can't forget that Padme is granting fifty percent max, fifty percent extra max health with her leadership as well. So, you know, like you were saying, trying to wrap your head around protection with uh, Kenobi, um, when you start factoring in that the health mods at sixty or sixteen percent protection or twenty four percent, but then you add an extra fifty uh, percent from you know, Padme's leadership, they're both basically at 24%. Um, and so the health mods actually turn out being just as good, if not better, than the protection mods. Right. Well, well yeah, exactly. Like, like it, it just changes the whole landscape of the team and the modding. And so, you know, you and I both are pretty adamant, uh, like, don't change mods for raids kind of people. But, um, <laughs> yes, you know, like it raids a lot of times require kind of unorthodox teams. You know, you can't always expect to take like this really good PvP team into a raid and expect them to do as much damage. Like Night Sister's point in case you can't take Night Sister Spirit, you have to take Talia, you know, against a lot of the STR builds. Um, right. And... You know, so Padme kind of just throws a wrench in in the in things, and like it's like, okay, well, if I want to take one of these characters out from the Padme team, I may have to remod them every time I use them because the, the mods that Padme require are going to be significantly different, right? Than than, than like the traditional, you know, uh, things that we're seeking. So, I I don't know. It, it's a really complex team. Um, a lot of different opinions on what to put on different characters. And honestly, I think the other thing, and, and this isn't about mods exactly, but Padme is such a diverse character. Like she can have, as long as she has, you know, like Jedi Knight Anakin, she really wants to be on there. Um, and probably Kenobi. Um, 
otherwise like she can have a bunch of random other characters like she she just wants one of the Trigrutas, uh you know <laughs> which is which is either uh ahsoka or shakti and then she wants you know 3po or she wants r2 she just wants a galactic republic body basically you know right. some are better than others of course um but i mean i've, I've seen people take down uh you know i've seen these silly spoof videos of people uh, well they're not spoof they're like they're, they're real but they're silly they um you have a padme team that takes down like a maxed out darth revan team with cup as the fifth because he's galactic <laughs> republic like right <laughs> like that exists because padme is just you know she we talked about kiati mundi being a turd polisher um padme is also that um but she also uh, she prefers uh, better characters than than the the various turd characters that we have. So my apologies, my apologies for that word. That's like almost profanity, probably. But, you know, it's okay. I'm still getting a mark that we don't have profanity on the podcast filter, so that'll be good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> For those of you wondering, I have to check a box every time that asks if there's profanity or not, or if it's family friendly, something like that. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this segment, though, actually. And I think for next week, what I really want to talk about is I, I wanted to talk about the Kylo Ren, uh, just him and his mods, because there's there's an interesting debate, in my opinion. Um, so we'll have to do our homework. <laughs> it sounds like it's a day for all you. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'll give my lecture and then we'll continue. Because yeah. if, if you look at my Kylo mods right now, uh, I'll probably get yelled at. So. Oh, uh, me too, actually. I don't think he's got the ideal stuff on mine either. Uh, yeah. You know, but so you, so for our listeners, you have that to look forward to potentially in this suck. And the solo tucks me out of it. <laughs> or might. we just flat out forget. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> uh, so moving on to alt life. Solo, uh, you were telling me that you got your ARC Trooper uh, on your alt, despite the fact that you're not actually playing that account. So let me know. Uh, like, Tell us all how that happened and what's going on with your alt. Uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, the alt is sitting in... Uh in our guild right now to take up a spot from somebody that left the game. So I have to spend my 600 energy somehow, um, rather than just doing three regular <laughs> battles or regular energy refreshes. I, uh, I mean, our trooper is there to farm. So I might as well farm our trooper. And so I got him. I unlocked him. Tonight, while we're on the podcast, I then I just started clicking the word upgrade, which was a fantastic addition by the devs, by the way. And next thing I know, I was already had my arc at G11 because I haven't geared up anyone on that team in the longest time. So I must have had a ton of stockpile of stun cuffs because that's what he really wants. Um, now I have a G11 arc trooper. So... Uh, but more importantly on that all is I officially made Kyber tonight. Uh, you know, I have two losses overall on this account. 
So I'm legit making Kyber. It doesn't even feel like a cheap making Kyber. Uh, I have two losses. I went into the Grand Arena fight tonight. I won. I completed a feat. And now solo times two is going to be Kyber. And the alt is beating the main to it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, double Kuiper is awesome, though, being able to to earn it on both accounts. I mean, that, that's really solid, especially yeah. because your alt has, uh, you know, a really high GP. Uh, you know, it's right. a pretty advanced account, so it, you're not just facing scrubs like I sometimes am in, you know, Division 5 on my alt. Yeah, yeah my alt right now has a GP of uh, 5.2 million, so it is, it is over the 5 million category. Yeah, so that that's a legitimately awesome accomplishment. So, you know, and that that's that's just a testament to, you know, you you as a player. Like, I I don't know. I don't mean to slag uh, Liam, who used to have that <laughs> that account, um, but you know, I don't I don't feel like he would have had the patience or um, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like he was actually a pretty skilled player, but I don't I don't necessarily think that Grand Arena was something he would have that he really enjoyed at all. I know he played a couple rounds initially, but like, I, I think that the fact that you were able to turn that account into a Kyber account is really cool. Yeah. Well, Liam liked raids. That's all he cared about. So he had about, you know, five good mod sets that he constantly swapped every raid and he would finish first every raid. Um, but it was not an account that was built for, Grand Arena. So if you're wondering how long it takes to build or to fix an account, I should say, I took over this account in between the Darth Revan and Malak um, events. So he got Darth Revan. One of the first things I did on the account is do the Malak event and unlocked Malak. And then uh, it's taken me this long to build this account up. Wow. Well, and you haven't really, like, there's been like, large periods of time that you just haven't really, like, done that much on it anyways. Right. Well, yeah, I basically stopped playing it in middle of October-ish, I think. It, it was in October. Uh, I just ran out of time. <laughs> and so now I'm getting my 600 and doing Grand Arena, and that's about it. Man, that account is so funny. Like he, like you said, you, you took it over, you know... It, it's been over six months ago, at least by now. Um, yeah. And like I, I was looking, you know, you were running the stats on your matchup for the current uh, for the current Grand Arena match, and yeah. I, I was like, wow, that's that's way more Gear Twelve than I have. Like, <laughs> like even still, I haven't caught up to him because he he just like wailed out on all kinds of random eccentric characters to get to Gear Twelve just because he liked oh, the yeah. gold frame, you know. Yep. And uh, he actually, he was getting close. If he had the account for another month, every tune would have been Omega. <laughs> Man, I wish we had just been able to push him just a right. little. Just hold on a little longer, Liam. <laughs> I think uh, right now on the account, there's about 20 tunes that aren't fully Omega. And I have 120 Omegas just sitting in the bank because... We don't get that many new tunes now, so I'm not spending them faster than I can get them because everybody's already Omega'd. So, uh, 
There's a ton of wasted GP right there. Well, great for territory paddle, not for Grand Arena. Fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, not not terrible for Grand Arena either at this point. Like, because they only count a certain number of characters, you may as well have a, you know your mob enforcer at gear twelve. Like, right? Maybe you'll be in a situation where it's like. All I need is some decent RNG, and I'll be able to take down this random character and clear a zone. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. So you try ten times. I know I've seen end. I'll be. I'll do that a couple times where he's just like down to the the you know dregs of his roster, and he's just like, okay, now all I need to do, he's all calm. He's like, now all I need to do is take out like Phasma on this team. You know, there's there's like three other characters. He's like, okay, I'm just targeting this character, just Phasma. <laughs> so takes them out, right. and he's like, okay, okay, this team can die now. I'm gonna now I'm gonna kill another character, and you know, having a having a really deep roster doesn't really come into play that much in Grand Arena. Typically, I only use you know my eight teams on offense or seven teams, whatever. But it, it doesn't hurt either anymore. Right. Yeah. Which is nice um, because. If we were still doing matchups by pure GP, I would still be getting slammed. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's been such an interesting thing. Like, sometimes I get paired with guys who are who are like way lower in GP than me, but the their targeted characters are on point, and all of their teams are just super elite, and our GP just doesn't matter at all. Um, and then and, and then there I have the the opposite as well where i have the really small roster and they're like 800k gp more than me like almost a million <laughs> it's crazy even at my level like not that not that i'm the highest gp i'm, I'm at like 5.5 right now but like I'll, I'll be facing these guys who are like well over 6 million sometimes and i'm you know first it seems intimidating and then i realize like they have they have gear 12 plus 5 on like gamorian guard and stuff that <laughs> Like doesn't matter that, that you yeah. know if Gamorian Guard is my downfall, then um, you know <laughs> I've I've got other issues. So <laughs> right. Um, no, but that that's great. I, I love that you have made Kyber with your alt. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Kyber and alts, uh, <laughs> will your alt make it this time? That's a great question. Um, it all depends on how I do in my next two matches. So I lost one match legitimately recently, um, uh, you know, and I talked about that a little bit on the show here. Uh, uh, you know, the car- the guy I faced was just, he played it better than me. And, um, you know, if I'd taken more time, maybe I could have pulled it off. But the fact is, I just didn't. I figured I could just wing it and it didn't work out. So, you know, that was one loss. And then um, during the finals last week, I just uh, apparently just forgot to attack. I thought that I did, but I have no video evidence. Like I always take videos, even if I don't end up making uh, a video of it later. Um, I always take uh, recordings and those don't exist. The screenshots that I normally take don't exist. And I think I just forgot. And of course that, that whole round is wiped away. So I can't even go back and look to see if I attacked. I didn't get points for it though. So I just assume not. So I'm, I'm missing a whole huge section of points and I got a loss. So I didn't get the win, uh, which, you know, who knows if I would have won that match. But um, I'm, I'm at the point now, though, because I don't full clear on my opponents. If I don't get a full clear on my next two matches and a win, I don't think that my alt is going to actually make it. So um, 
that that won't be awesome. But you know, I've I've made it in the other times. I, I I don't know. I don't know how I forgot that attack. That's that's totally on me. Not trying to blame anyone or make excuses. I just failed. And you know, I've been trying on my alt. I I was probably just busy. I was probably making a video with Aquaman in it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but it can be confusing running two alts or running two accounts as well. All the time, I'll sit there and say, "Oh, I did my arena battles," and then I look and I didn't because, you know, when I was actually trying on the alt, I did like the alt battle and I completely forgot to climb with my main or vice versa or something along that. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's that. You know, and I'm I'm looking for certain gear. You know, my main mine account is trying to get right now. I'm trying to get Mark V droid collars from the guild store, and my alt is looking for cuffs. I, I'm at a huge bottleneck for cuffs right now, and my main account. I guess my main account needs them now too because the Arc Trooper stole them all. But um, you know, my alt my alt needs needs. Uh, cuffs like tons of cuffs and my main account has not needed them so every once in a while though i'll be like oh look at that i bought 15 cuffs and be all satisfied and then realize <laughs> like oh my main account doesn't need this i just wasted uh, oh. you know <laughs> i've definitely so. done that before as well and in the end, I mean, it's all usable gear, so it's not that huge of a deal. But I, oh, I think the worst thing though is one time uh, I thought I was on my some I was thought I was on my alt, and my alt is constantly the only farms it does with energy right now is character farms. That's all I spend yeah. energy on at all for my alt. And um, so I was on my main, however, and I bought all these. Uh, you know, I I went in and spent all three refreshes. On you know, I I just click through the, mo the through the nodes like I I have it memorized which node is e you know each character is on that I need to go to. So I went through and got all these different tunes that my alt needed, and then um, I was like, oh, okay, cool, I got a bunch of shards. That was that was good. And then <laughs> I went to the shard shop, like I went to the next start part of my dailies, and I was like, wow, I got a lot of currency compared to what I normally got. And then I realized that I was on my I was on my main and all that energy was just completely inefficiently wasted on <laughs> worthless tunes. Like, uh, you know, and that, that serves me right for doing it early first thing in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. Done yep. Done that before as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't think the word fun can really be applied, but um, it does happen. So <laughs> uh, anyways, we're, our, our alts are fun and all, but our main accounts are more fun. So, um, you know, what what have you been doing this week to get ready for the next GA solo? Uh, well, my, my main account did not have the stun cuffs saved up that my alt apparently did. So the past week has mainly been spent getting ARC up to G11. Um, I did get my normal Bastila up to G13 and Relic Level 1. Uh, and I'm really close at this point to get old Ben up to G13. You know, since all my uh, Cantina energy is going to farming Arc Trooper, I'm going to be paused on getting Relics up for people for the next probably two to three more weeks. I I'm just not going to be able to use any Relic energy because I'm farming Arc. So all my moves are basically going to be just trying to get people up to G13 at this point. Uh, what about you? What, what were you able to get done this past week? 
Well, um, you know, first I should mention, I didn't mention it in my last uh, discussion about my account, but I forgot, I, I got I got General Kenobi up to Relic 7 right before, or right before Grand Arena started, but I already registered just out of habit. Like I had it open and I wanted to see what my score was. So I opened it and then just like, Without even thinking, I hit the join button just because I've been kind of uh, trained to do that. You know, I'm habituated to it. And normally that's a good thing. It's like, just join and you're good. But that locked me out of then I, I wanted to get uh, Kylo Ren up to, uh, you know, Relic 1 at least, up to Gear 13. I wanted to get my General Kenobi up to Relic 7 so that I'd have an equally fast uh, five-star negotiator, all of that. And... um <laughs> I just I, I just hit join. So really for for the current round, all I have is Fox. I did get first order executioner up to gear thirteen before I uh, my erroneous my premature clicking. Um, <laughs> um, but otherwise, I have I have made a couple upgrades. You know, like I said, Relic Seven on GK is nice. Um, Kylo Ren unmasked has uh, Relic One on him. I don't know how high I'm going to go with him. Uh, and then Ark is gear 10. I finally unlocked him today. I'm not I'm not actually going all out on Ark. I know a lot of people have spent money on him. And, uh, you know, they're trying to do five refreshes a day. So they're going to the, into the 200 crystal refresh territory. And a lot of characters, I normally do that. I, I'm just, I'm not going to have him ready. Obviously, I'm not going to have him ready for the current territory battle. But um, I think I'll be able to have him ready for the one after that if we're going to have a whole month to get him ready like uh, there's no real pressure and he's not doing that great in pvp like he's doing fine as a replacement for ahsoka but i haven't seen any videos that conclusively show that he's amazing with general skywalker and must have right now so i'm working on him definitely a priority but not going to spend extra crystals on farming him um and and really i've you and I were talking about it. I thought you were still in the having this debate solo, but you've apparently just uh, jumped in on one of the sides. Um, I've been saving ever since I unlocked Negotiator at five stars. I've been saving all of my uh, all of my shards, uh, or rather my currency for GET2, um, just in case Malevolence came out. And so I have a bunch of currency stored. I could unlock five-star Malevolence or... I could get up to close to at least seven star negotiator. So big debate on my end, especially because we got those 10 bonus shards for negotiator for our, uh, the anniversary gift, um, which we never discussed, but that was fantastic by the way. Um, it was. And um, so that's my biggest question. I'll have to make that choice in about a week. Once I have enough currency, once we finish this territory battle, which we may or may not actually get any, any rewards for, um once we get once we get through it though i should have enough currency to maybe be able to get one of those up and there won't be any point to holding it anymore so um you know another thing to chime in on discord if you guys want to vote and then i'll probably just disregard your votes and do what i want to do but um <laughs> no um i i do I, i'm interested to hear what other people have to say because i've i've been going all over the place on it like i just don't know what i'm gonna do um, at some point, I, I want to have a seven-star negotiator because that helps in territory battles. It's nice to have a max ship. Um, it's nice to be able to, if I'm using it for offense, it's nice to be able to 
get the max points possible uh, because I have all the reinforcement slots. Um, but on the other hand, Malevolence just looks really awesome and really fun and really cool and deadly on offense. So, you know, and you have more versatility in Grand Arena. Right. And that's that's what sold me, actually. Um, you know, I heard people using the five-star Malevolence to beat six-star Negotiators. And so I, I kind of figured what I'm going to do is unlock both of them at five stars. Then Malevolence will stay at five stars and I'll use it on attack while I build up my Negotiator to seven-star next. And then... I'll come back and do malevolence second up to seven star. Yeah, and that's that's fair. Um, yeah, uh, what I'm really hoping, which I, I don't think it's going to happen now, I've lost confidence. But <laughs> I was really hoping that that uh, our overlords would give us an extra territory battle this month <laughs> like just a bonus one that we could run concurrently to like the Geonosis one, so we could run one of the Hoth. Uh, territory battles and yeah. run and run the um, you know Geonosis one just so we could get a little bit of extra um, currency and, and not only that but then hopefully we'd also be able to get uh, you know uh, the whatever it's called the title the achievement of oh, beating Vader's Fist. Yeah. yeah I mean I, I know a lot of people in our guild have been mentioning like oh i want to get it eventually like they understand the necessity you know i don't think they're being immature about it necessarily but um it's just uh i, I would like to get it but it's not realistic at all to right. get the to, to use those right now so um i was hoping that we'd get that this month so we'll see if that happens as a christmas present but yeah not keeping my or uh not holding my breath on that one that's good. People shouldn't hold their breath <laughs> unless they're underwater. Uh, anyways, yeah, so I, I, we'll see what happens with Malevolence and Negotiator. I'm sure I'll have an update next week. <laughs> but um, anyways, we've we've gone a little bit of, um, over on our usual time. Um, but uh, Solo, why don't you give us a little rundown on uh, some of the stuff that... You know, where you and I are both pretty uh, involved as far as like creating content and, uh, you know, just trying to provide different things for, uh, you know, people to be able to, uh, you know, uh, different tools for people to be able to use in Grand Arena. Uh, what kind of what kind of things do we have available that we're working on? Well, we've kind of mentioned it throughout the show, but I'll start with our Discord server. You know, it, it's it's a Discord server based around this podcast and our YouTube videos, which are all Grand Arena and Territory Wars focused. So if you come to our Discord server, you know, especially during Grand Arena, there's it's always picking up with people asking for advice, whether it's on setting defenses or how to counter X team or, you know, who to work on for their next team to add to de their defense or to their offense. So the Discord server is a great, great tool in and of itself. Uh, the next big tool we have in helping is actually our, our counter sheet. And this is a Google spreadsheet that you can access. 
rather than just, you know, having a picture of, uh, you know, General Veers as a counter to Assage, and that's all it tells you. This counter sheet will tell you the entire team that we faced. It'll tell you the entire team that we used to beat uh, that team. And then more importantly, most importantly even, it gives a timestamped video link just to the right. So you can click on the link and see our actual fight. And you can see how we use the counter uh, rather than just being told that troopers are a counter to Night Sister or whatever the counter is that you're looking for. Uh, finally, as you said, we both put out a bunch of content that's mostly Grand Arena focused, but there's some other stuff spread in there as well. Uh, you can find Zareth by searching his name on YouTube. It's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. Uh, you can find me by searching my name on YouTube. It's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Otherwise, uh, the links for all of these things will be in the description below or on our Discord server if you join there. Uh, so I think with that said, it's time to bid everyone adieu uh, so that they can go die very quickly in light side territory battle. That's true. Yeah, we, we went a little over because we knew you guys would have extra time from the, <laughs> the territory battle. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it, it was it was a great episode, uh, guys. So if you if you heard a baby crying at some point in the episode, that was mine. Um, he's just being ridiculous. So um, <laughs> you know, no torture, uh, no babies were harmed during the creation of this podcast. <laughs> just so you're aware, <laughs> just parent stress levels. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways guys thank you so much for listening we'll be here uh next week at the same time hopefully um and remember that in all things zareth prevails and solo is always right especially when it comes to zareth <laughs> that's sometimes true 60 <laughs> percent of the time it works every time oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 